What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, presented to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. I am recording this one outside as, like, a callback to uh, several months ago when I used to record all of my podcasts outside. Uh, I don't think you're going to hear crickets, though. Um, (laughs) Anyway, uh, before I get started, I'd like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Wazee. In beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. Um, like today, I think we are all appreciating some of the finer things in life, and some of those finer things uh, are wine. And just as far as I'm concerned, uh, I, as you've heard on my Gen X music show or Gen X movie show, I'll have a glass of wine while I'm while I'm uh, or or five while I'm a uh, uh, doing the podcast and it's you know Blanchard is one of my favorite places to get wine in Denver maybe my maybe my favorite I've been reading for them for about a month you know a year and three months now and I've really really enjoyed them Uh, they're a great great company with great wine coming from Sonoma County in California where they process the grapes and turn them into fantastic wine their uh, 2017 Cabernet is fantastic. I highly re- recommend that one. If there's any available still, we don't know that yet. Uh, you know, just g- go fast, right? Uh, you can look that up at bfwdenver.com. They also have got uh, Pinot. They have got uh, Rieslings with a partnership with the Western Slope Winery called Storm Cellars. Great place. Uh, you can go and uh, book your outdoor uh, reservation for the dairy block and uh, just to, you know, kind of experience social distancing while, or physical distancing, I hate that word, social distancing, while you're enjoying some wine. Uh, Go to bfwdenver.com to book your online reservation for that today or for virtual wine tasting, which are extremely, extremely popular right now. They are on Facebook and Instagram under Branchard Family Wines. Once again, they are located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Wazee. In beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. When you go in, tell them Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast has sent you there. I would also like to tell you about my friend Andy Feinstein at Exto Event Center. Um, please support our friends at Exto Event Center, located in Denver's vibrant Rhino Arts District. Exto Event Center can host safe, socially distanced events for 25 to up to 175 persons outdoors and up to 100 persons indoors. If you are interested in hosting an event for a corporate gathering, fundraiser, client appreciation, birthday, or anniversary party, or a morale-boosting happy hour, Exto would love the opportunity to be part of it. Please visit ExtoEvents.com for more information and book your private event today. Uh, quick uh, Mortcast today. Um, well, usual length, I guess, but uh, compared to my uh, guest-laden uh, podcasts of the last two months. This is going to be a lot shorter. Um, I, I kind of indicated this on Twitter. And by the way, thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast. Um, I appreciate everyone still listening. Downloads have quintupled. Uh, so you all are the best. I appreciate it a lot. Um, you know, I, I we did our season wrap with uh, Gordon Gross and uh, Zach Mikosh from uh, Denver Stiffs, the current version of Denver Stiffs. And we kind of were touching on what the Nuggets need to do to improve. Um, Let me be blunt, people. Uh, The Nuggets cannot get away with not doing anything. Uh, In their 
end-of-season recap, our end-of-season press conference, Calvin Booth and Tim Connolly both talked about, you know, the need to bring back Jeremy Grant and guys that are free agents. That is an interesting way of putting it. I would go further and say that if you if they if the Nuggets are circling Paul Millsap as a way to you know con- continue uh, roster continuity, there's two contexts, and one of them's bad, one of them's good. The good context is that they're bringing him in as a bench guy for five six million a year, uh, or the bad context is they struck out. And they have to bring him back because they got no one else. Um, and we hope that it's not the second one. Uh, the Nuggets really badly need to do a trade. Uh, I have said this over and over, and Mark Kisler took my took my idea <laughs> in his latest column. Love you, Mark. Um, the Nuggets aren't keeping cap space for free agency. They're keeping it for. Um, trades or that's that's the way they will approach it um this is not a uh, situation where the nuggets uh are a free agent player they just aren't and quite frankly the free agency class this year is pretty terrible um people need to kind of refocus that it's not it's not a good free agent class the nuggets need to, to do improve the roster via trade and I don't see how um, they, let me put it to you this way, the Nuggets need to swing forward the fences for a role player. I said this on uh, a couple podcasts, in fact, I uh, said this on my podcast with Ryan Blackburn, the editor of Denver Stiffs, um, the Nuggets, the Nuggets can't uh, do they don't need a star trade, right? They need a peripheral trade. They need a great role player trade. Then that is the one that is going to put them over the top. Uh, they did it last year when they brought got Jeremy Grant in, and God willing, they'll be able to re-sign him this off season. But they need to do another one, um, and all the Nuggets sacrificed was a late first-round pick to get Jeremy Grant. Um, I don't think they will be able to um, duplicate that as far as giving up only a pick. Uh, They've got the pick from Minnesota that they acquired for trading Malik Beasley and uh, Juancho Aaron Gomez. Um, They can trade that because it's not their pick. Um... I I think then here's my here's my kind of the way I've looked at this. Uh, in 1989, the Chicago Bulls traded Charles Oakley to the New York Knicks for Bill Cartwright. Um, Cartwright, while n- by no means the best player on those Bulls teams, in fact. Um, there is zero zero way Bill Cartwright and Bill Cartwright's best years were in New York uh, with Patrick Ewing. Um, the issue was they needed to get a guy. I mean, Charles Oakley was was Michael Jordan's best friend, and uh, trading Oakley 
really hurt Michael Jordan. But what it did was bring in Cartwright, brought in the guy who could lead the team, because that certainly wasn't going to be Michael Jordan, um, particularly at that time. But you know, going for through those first three cha- championships, everyone would tell you, everyone would tell you that Bill Cartwright was the leader. Um, Cartwright, um, that trade brought a mental stability to the team and a guy that they could rally around who wasn't Michael Jordan. Because imagine trying to follow Michael Jordan all the time. You would just get burned out. It would, you just wouldn't work. You needed that guy to be the other guy, the actual leader of the team, while the best player is able to be the best player. And that's what Bill Cartwright was at that time. Uh, maybe Jordan was the leader of the last three championships, but certainly not the first three. The Nuggets need that. Um, now, not necessarily a leader trade, but a, a role-player-defining trade that changes the trajectory or in, increases the trajectory of your team. Uh, and it's a peripheral trade that I think the Nuggets, if they're bold enough, can do. Here's my view. It has to be Drew Holiday. Or it has to be a multiplayer trade, which features a, maybe some guys you don't want to give up. Um, everyone and their brother is going to want Michael Porter Jr. And honestly, and this is the offseason where the Nuggets have to decide if they want to invest time developing a guy like Michael Porter Jr., who undoubtedly raises their ceiling really high, but also um, is not a guy who is going to probably accept a minor role on a good team. Uh, there's multiple things that I, the Nuggets really have to consider here. Porter is a guy that they have to look at and say, what? Where is the future role? What are we going to be doing with him? How is he going to fit in here? What is it going to look like with Michael Porter Jr. on this roster? Um, because if you want him to be a side guy um, for Nikola Jokic and and uh, Jamal Murray, it's not going to work. I'll I'll be blunt. Um, Michael Porter Jr. is really good, and he knows it. That there's an expiration date on having, particularly Jamal Murray, and it's not necessarily Jokic is not the factor here. It's Jamal Murray. There's an expiration date on having two guys who think they are the best on your roster. It's just there's inevitable clashes. You know, one of the good things about, I'm coming back to the Bulls, one of the good things about Scottie Pippen is that he knew what his role was largely until pay issues started creeping into things in in the later part of the Bulls' run. Um, Largely knew that he and Jordan could get along, and it was definite that Jordan was the best player on the planet, right? Um... Michael Porter Jr.'s actual ceiling, because of his athleticism and the fact that he showed that he could go through a year and uh, uh, remain 
back injury free. I mean, he had the ankle, but he's main main. You know, <laughs> there's no been no back injuries for him. That is huge, and he's been able to show that. Jamal Murray works very very hard. There's no doubt that Michael Porter Jr. is more athletic than Jamal Murray. Um, but Jamal Murray has the will, and he has the drive, and he thinks he is the best player on the team. Michael Porter Jr., you can see it. You can see it every time he takes the court. He thinks he's the best player on the team. That's fine for now when he's just a rookie. But what the Nuggets need to do is decide if he is the kind of guy that fits in that dynamic. And, and to see what how they can exploit that. Because... That kind of dynamic can destroy a locker room. It just it just can, um, and that is going to play big on the direction the Nuggets go this off season. I think um, Nuggets can take the next step. So if they figure that, I mean, if you're asking my personal opinion, Jeff's personal opinion, I think they have no choice but to stick with Michael Porter Jr. Uh, they have to ride out that ceiling. They have to. You don't get guys like that. They don't grow on trees. But, but, anyone who wants to trade with the Denver Nuggets is going to want Michael Porter Jr. Anyone. Period. Let's let's be honest here. That is that is what happened over the trade deadline. You heard it over and over and over again. People wanted Michael Porter Jr. and the Nuggets would not give him up. He is. The guy, he is the the the, the giant. Um, well, he's the elephant in the room. I think the Nuggets can make a reasonable trade without giving up Michael Porter Jr. Now, it is not what you're thinking. I think the Nuggets need to make a make a deal for Drew Holiday, personally, because he would solve a lot of their backcourt issues. Um, and would allow Jamal to not have so much time on ball. And I think that would be perfect for Jamal, personally. Um, but, but, it's going to take Michael Porter Jr. in order to get Drew Holiday. I'm just, just going to throw that out here, people. Um, however, there's a front court guy that I think can solve a lot of the Nuggets' problems. Derek Favors is going to be a free agent. I, I'm i wondering about what the Nuggets are thinking with Favors. I think I, I, I think he would be perfect next to Jokic, but it would definitely slow the team down, right? Um, ain't nothing fast about Derek Favors. Ain't nothing fast about... Well... Nikola Jokic would like to run. He he's happy in a running, free flowing system. Right? People need to. People have uh, listened to Michael Malone far too much about these things. Uh, let, trust me, as someone who's been around the organization for the entirety of Nikola Jokic's time in Denver, he loves running. He loves. He he wants to push the ball up the court every time. If he could throw that outlet pass on every possession, he would. All right. We need to stop with this. He's slow narrative. It's just, it's not, Jokic is not the reason the Nuggets are the, one of the slowest paced teams in the NBA, which is weird to say. Anyway, Derek Favors is a free agent. Uh, he would compliment the Nuggets well, too. But Drew Holiday is the one that I keep coming back to. 
the Nuggets have to find a way to get Drew Holiday without giving up Michael Porter Jr. David Griffin is going to want Michael Porter Jr. So, in a sense, the Nuggets are going to have to decide what they want. They're going to have to decide that the ceiling of Michael Porter Jr. is is greater than Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday would be a win-now move. And the Nuggets wouldn't lose a ton, but they would lose the the having a guy who could be a potential number one and an all-star um, who's on their roster now. Nuggets need to make that decision. Um, I don't envy Tim Connolly here. Uh, I, I haven't heard anything about them targeting him. Honestly, if I was the Denver Nuggets, uh, I would look to Chicago and Arturis Karnasovas to see if I could pry either, uh, well, Laurie Merkinen out of there. But I, I just don't see the, the Bulls giving up on their, their future. Uh, Markkanen would be fantastic next to Jokic. It wouldn't be a great defensive team, but it would be, he'd be offensively. Man, think about that. You know, seven over seven foot tall Markkanen next to, you know, 6'11", Nikola Jokic. Love it. But I, I, I don't think Arturis would give up on the Bulls' future like that unless he was getting, say, Porter. Now, there may be a way to pry Drew Holiday out of the Pelicans, but the Nuggets would have to probably acquire more picks. And there may be, there having to be a three-team trade. It all depends on what the, the Pelicans see as their future with Zion Williamson. Williamson, um, they don't know, do any of us know, what the best and the most ideal roster is around him. They brought him along really slowly, really, really slowly. And they fired um, Cal- uh, Alvin Gentry over it. So, how is it going to look? I mean, what are they going to look like? Does Drew Holiday, who is a veteran, does he fit with that? Does he fit with where where the Pelicans are going? The Pelicans themselves are going to have to make that decision. At this point, at this point, I don't know. I don't. I think the both the Nuggets and the Pelicans are in weird spots because I don't think either of them know exactly what they want to do. Before I continue the rest of the Mortcast, I'd like to tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook. Week 3 of football is in the books, and it's starting today as of this record. Week 4 is starting as of today. Um, the Broncos already had their Week 4, and it sucked. Um, well, no, it didn't suck. They won, but, you know, they lost Noah Fant, and they played a terrible team, and there was a bunch of penalties. And Yeah, anyway. Um, Week 3 of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for Week 4. There's no better place to get in in all the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add into the excitement of Week 4, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head over to the App Store now and because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users a chance to turn $1 into $100 when they bet on any team. That's right, place $1 
bet on any team, and, that te- and if that team wins, you win a cool Benjamin. How could you pass that up? Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS when you sign up and to this can't-miss offer. Pick any team during week four, bet $1 on them, and to win $100 if they win. That's $1 to win $100 when you use your promo code MHS during sign-up. For a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Profit boost terms and conditions and eligibility restrictions rep- apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. So the Nuggets are in this position to where I, I don't want to hear excuses from them. I, I don't. Last year was a pass. Obviously, I think they, they swung for the big free agents and didn't, didn't get them. They had Porter coming in so they could kind of work it to where, you know, Porter coming in as it was almost like a free agent acquisition. I, whether they treated it like that, specifically Michael Malone treated it like that or not. Um, the difference is this offseason, they went to the Western Conference Finals. You cannot afford to stand Pat. Sorry. You just can't do it. It's clear. They're not as good as the Lakers, and that's the team you want to build. You want to beat this Lakers team. You want to build a team that can beat the Lakers, and the Lakers exposed a second-chance points problem with the Nuggets, which was really the sum and total of it. The Nuggets were beaten on second-chance points, and if you're watching this uh, finals, which is not shaping up to be any good, um, you're noticing that how the tough the Nuggets played uh, the Lakers and how really the difference was the margins and the margins were where the Nuggets got beat and those margins were second chance points. That's it. How do you make up that gap? How do you make up the gap on the margins? How do you get a team that can beat the Lakers? Okay. You got a team that's good enough to be with them, to stand with them. Where do you go to actually beat this Lakers team? How do you assemble a roster? Some of it's Drew Holiday. I think Derek Favors would help them tremendously. If that your goal is to beat the Lakers, and if you're going to double down on being a really slow team. If that's what you're going to do, Derek Favors works better than Drew Holiday, to be honest with you. Nuggets also have to make a decision on Gary Harris. They also have to make a decision if Will Barton is part of their starting small forward future. A lot of decisions need to be made. And I don't think people are taking into account how being stagnant can set this team back. They are at that we need to take another leap area. They've had Three levels of disappointment. Not making the playoffs in 2018. Making the playoffs and getting to the second round in 2019. Getting to the Western Conference Finals, 2020. Identifying the team that you need to beat. The, the Golden State Warriors are going to be another great team this year. It, it's, you can't afford to sit back and say, we'll just bring back Paul Millsap. I'm going to bring back Jeremy Grant and think everything's going to be hunky-dory. You can't do it. I think the Nuggets know it. I think the league knows it. Where the Nuggets go from here is going to be 
fascinating. All right. Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG Network, uh, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook and America's top-rated sportsbook app. I'll be talking to you guys soon. Goodbye.